Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast. We rise by lifting others. Tori Bakey. Tori serves as the Communication and Development Coordinator at a Philadelphia-based nonprofit, ASAP, After School Activities Partnerships. Tori graduated from James Madison University with a degree in political science and communication. She has a passion for youth development, providing opportunities for kids with the greatest needs to reach their utmost potential. We are so excited to have Tori on today, but first we have some catching up to do. Yes, what is going on? I think for you, it's exciting you have a date. I do. I finally, after all, everything with the, um, my website, March 27th is my launch date for that. Yeah. That's so exciting. And, um... I also had just taken a photo shoot with, oh my God, Nikki. Nikki Lee is just amazing. She's been my photographer the past three years. But we just did a photo shoot in downtown Mullica Hill the other day, and that's for the website and for the book. So I have some some fun things coming. It's all coming. Yeah, yeah it is. That's I feel like it is all rapid. March is like, it's. I can't believe March is here. Oh, like, I know. Crazy. I'm excited. February went so <laughs> yeah. fast. Yes. Yes. Almost warm. <laughs> Almost warm. <laughs> it has been. You know, honestly, like a really good winter. I can handle this. Yeah, yeah. here in New Jersey where we are, yeah. it's not been bad at all. Mm-mm, we haven't no. really had any snow. Mm-mm. Just a dusting. Yeah, you know? I can live with that. I, I can too. Yeah. So I am three quarters of the way through my Primal Restoration <gasps> Nutrition Certification course. Right Yay. Yay. It is like crazy. It's so eye-opening. I finished the diabetes section. I'm working on the cholesterol section and moving into brain health and Alzheimer's and all that. And I, it's just fascinating. I literally sit at my computer. You think you could just sit there for an hour and a half and listen to a lesson. And normally I would not be, I'm just literally mesmerized. I have like sheets and sheets and sheets of notes. So I'm super excited to finish that and get that certification. And how much longer, is it on your own? It's or is self-paced. It? Okay, good. So there's times where I get a ton done and then there's times where I don't even go up there for a week and look at it. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's what, that was attractive to me. They give you a full year. But I think I'm going to hit, I'll probably finish it at the six-month mark. So. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to piggyback on that. So I um, actually just signed up for a course. Um, and it's something that I've been really searching for as far as, like, the female athlete. There's not a lot of studies done, um, especially at my age. Like, so if you have to think back um, to when I first started playing and really like 1970 was when girls were start allowed to play sports. It's not that long ago. So the studies on girls how, allowed to play sports. isn't that like, you can't like, think about statement. that. Like, it's not like, you know, and, and, and having have played with boys and having to kind of fight through that mold of, you know, you know, the typical thought of, you know, what a female athlete looks like today is so different from last. Wow. Like I was thinking back, I had a, basketball hoop attached to my house and I used to go out there and I would always pretend like I was John Paxson and no one's going to know who he is unless you follow the bulls way back um I didn't have like the Sue Birds I didn't have these female athletes to look up to and aspire to be they just weren't there yet if they were there was no social media yeah. so like as bad as social media is like you there are like things for little girls to aspire to like I'm out there being John Paxson because that's I wanted to take the winning shot of the Bulls championship like that's who I was being not super who had like is this amazing basketball player who now they can look up to and you have all these female soccer players and you know lacrosse is growing so I'm really excited so I signed up for Dr. Stacey Sims course and it's called women are not small men and it's geared towards I love it. oh yeah I like that. it's geared she she pushed the mold as far as like 
no, we're not going to study nutrition on 18 to 22 year old men. We're going to yes. study the female cycle hormones and how they affect. Now she does athletes. So there are, there is different, you know, like not necessarily like the general population, but it's, we've always been told, Oh, deal with your period. Well, no, we can actually use it as a tool to train differently and I have pushed my coach to train differently. I said, you know what? We're not going to do your typical weightlifting cycle. I'm now heading into a competition feeling better than I ever have, eating very different than I have in the past. Very different. Mm-hmm. Trusting this, but I, so I start that actually next week, and it's a seven-week course. That's super. So, so that's why the other day when I was at the gym, like you were asking me those personal yes, questions, yes. you know? I know. Like, we ta- see, okay, we talk about it so freely at the yeah. gym. Now it's mm-hmm. become Like when's your cycle? Okay, yeah. eat this now. Go home and, and eat yeah. this. Premenopausal, postmenopausal. Yep. Yeah. Women, when I study nutrition, our needs are completely different. Yeah. So she does some of that too. How to eat by a trainer at the gym who is a 25 year old buff guy, right? Yeah. And he's telling a 50 year old woman right. to eat bananas and rice and potatoes and all this stuff, right? Like it's not going to work for her, right? It's so true. That's so interesting. And your horm- and she does well. She does like she works with a lot of masters athletes too that are like you know a lot of cyclists. She does triathletes, but she does some power sports too, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. But she's helped some of these, like, all-American, all-world champion master cyclers learn how to, during menopause, because every, like, fuel their workouts. Mm -hmm. And it's very different. It looks very different than the male athlete. Yes. Very different. So she's starting to really get out there. Mm -hmm. Um, She does have a TED Talk that's pretty interesting. Um, But it's cool that I found, like, I... I literally got her book and I almost started crying because I was like, I knew it. I knew it. Like, because I would go through these training cycles, just be up. And I'm like, not feeding my body the way I should be thinking I was, but I wasn't. And the men and, going through that cycle, that yes. cycle, are not having a PMS week. Exactly. Right. A period. Well, progesterone. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are, yeah. but they just well, don't like, show it. Like, physiology. Physiology. Yeah. Phys- <laughs> yeah. Oh, that word. Physiology. Thank you. The side of that <laughs> with, like, the, the estrogen <laughs> progesterone and yes. what it does to block some of the recovery. It's really, yes. like, That's so right. I, there's weeks that I do not go above seven. I, I lower my intensity, work on my technique. In times of like a training cycle where I'm supposed to be lifting heavy, and I'm I feel I'm on my second cycle with following this, and I feel better. Like today, I lifted very well. I'm lifting next this week. This is going to so. add so much to your coaching. Yes, you know, the you coaching women. You yes, know, you coach men very very well, but right. for you coaching women, yep. it's going to add so much. Yep, and yeah, especially mm-hmm. since we have like a lot of masters athletes that are competing at the national and trying to get mm-hmm. to the international level. It's very important. I actually color code it for Mike. No, you did. Yes, I did. <laughs> My coach, I did. I uh, call. Guys, and he goes, I "Told you, she's yeah. typing." Yeah, <laughs> and you're, you're hearing it live now. And he goes, "Those are all, you know, good colors." So like the the red. He goes, "Well, I think I figured out what that is." And green means go, and orange means we're gonna pull back a little bit. Yes. And he was. What's awesome about him is he could have been like, "No, this is the way we're doing it." He probably rolled his eyes a few times, but he... And now if you have that certification, you can back this. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's, just, that's just exciting. No wonder yeah. why I wasn't tired during my cycle. Yeah, because I made her eat. eat. Yeah, it's I made true. Her I really did yeah. have more energy. Yeah. Because yes. normally I'm just like so sluggish. Yes. I mean, you know, being a mom of four makes you sluggish yeah. on top of it, but <laughs> yeah. it's definitely... Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's so exciting. So I just want to make a little note here how funny it is. Um, you and I, like I was a child in the 70s as well. And we're so different, but we're best friends. Right? right. So when I was a little girl in the 70s, I had a Donna Summer disco skirt. Yes. And I used to roller skate in my basement, and I would twirl and make my skirt twirl. I was not shooting hoops. I was not yeah. aspiring to make the winning shot yeah. for the basketball team. But that just goes to show you, as women, yeah. 
you know, we yeah. could be so different, but we have so much more in common than we do have differences. So right. talking about you as a child, and I was like, oh my God, would we have even been friends back then, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had friends, yeah. <laughs> but that is, like, the, probably the, like, you know, envision that my parents probably had. Like, you know, we're going to throw on piano lessons, ballet, yes. make her, and I was out there, like. What yeah. age was this about? When did I start all that? Yeah. Well, I started things at five because I was always oh, okay. on the go. Yeah. So when you were twirling, what year? Seven, eight. Yeah. Ten. So the basketball was like 10, 11, 12 when I, I really became. I don't remember that age for me. Mm-hmm. I wish I could. Yeah. yeah. Those things I remember. And, yeah. and it like really being introspective lately of like I've been reading so many books about sports mindset and the psychology behind sports and just like. You know, really identifying with that and seeing, you know, just watching social media trends and just, you know, mm-hmm. like appreciating what is there for us now, you yes. know, and it's just, you know, hopefully we start really like you turning said at the beginning yeah. of this, you know, it's when girls were first allowed to play sports. Right. It's, just it's still, not that long ago. No, yeah. It's not. Like the girl that jumped in the marathon and, you know, mm-hmm. had to disguise herself and like and yeah. then got arrested. Like, the, like, think about uh-huh. that. Like. Yeah. We can go run a marathon anytime we want now. Like, it's, yeah. So, yeah. It's exciting. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So, today we have Tori on. So, Welcome yes. Yeah. First of all, thank Tori you. has been to, she's supported us from day one. So, yes. So, thank you. Day one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Day one from the yeah. <laughs> um, so, she came to our little, our first little um, uh, event, event. yes. Yeah, so I was like, word, please. Um, but prior to that, so I used to coach at a CrossFit, and Tori came in, um, and she was going through something, sorry, really hard. <laughs> and I'll never forget, it was a Friday night. You probably don't even remember this. I forgot to bring the tissues. I know. Down. I don't know why. Where's the toilet paper? <laughs> so it, she was going through something, and I knew it. And there was a moment, it was a really small night, and I just looked at her. And I just remember being like, wow, this, it was just a moment. It was a night that I I knew not to say anything. I knew what was going on, and we just worked out. And it was from that moment um, that I knew there was something special about Tori. Um, She, you know, I knew she needed some love, and I was in the spot in my life where I was a little broken too or a lot, you know. (laughs) So we, you know, and I just remember seeing the brokenness and knowing what greatness was in there. So mm-hmm. from that point on, I mean, there was a few conversations at parties where I'm like, never settle. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. If you learn anything from me, never settle. But Tori is a lot of things, as we kind of said um, in the intro. But yeah, so welcome and thank you. Thanks. I'm excited to I don't know if here. I've ever told you that story. I know, I'm not. I'm like getting choked up. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. 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 So let's start, like, you didn't necessarily just come out of college and start working with um, your nonprofit, and we'll get into that stuff too, but what kind of led you to really seeing, like, okay, this is, you know, it does take some passion to do what you're doing, so. No, for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't start out um, on the nonprofit track. I wanted to be involved in uh, politics and (laughs) Um, and communications. Uh, From a young age, I knew I wanted to be a writer. I loved writing. I wrote, when I wanted a cell phone, I wrote an eight-page paper on why I deserved a cell phone. Wow. And I didn't copy and paste yes a thousand times. I have to make that. I I typed yes, 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 please, 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 like a thousand times. Um, So I knew I wanted uh, to be a communicator in some capacity. Um, But I I don't remember exactly how I fell into politics, um, but I think it was more of the social impact piece and how um, 
in community in communities we're working on advocacy and kind of diving into how policies affect uh, people in the community. And that was always my interest, not so much um, how a bill becomes law, although I, thought, mm-hmm. although I do think that's important <laughs> um, <laughs> in today's world. But, um, yeah, so I kind of felt like I got on some track in college. I worked on Capitol Hill for a little bit, which was really cool. Um, no hate towards uh, politics, because you're not supposed to talk about politics and religion. Yeah. But... <laughs> I got tired of the um, paper pushing. Like, I felt like it was a lot of kind of, we weren't doing anything um, really that was impacting anyone. It was a lot of just, like, answering phones where people are worried there's an alien invasion coming to D.C. <laughs> or, um, you know, a bill becomes law, but the bill has all these strings attached to it. And then it's, so I just didn't really feel like I was doing anything. Um, but that was really challenging for me because, I probably like Amy. I'm very type A. I like things to fit neatly in a box and everything wasn't fitting neatly in the box. So I really struggled my senior year of college um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I feel like I'm a millennial, but um, I think millennials have a lot of pressure on them at a young age to sort of um, know what you want to do, be good at it, excel, move to the next thing, be married by 28. There's all these like you're supposed to do this, supposed to do that. Pressures. Boxes to check off. To check, yeah. 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 And because I wasn't, and I love checking boxes, yeah. but because, <laughs> I wasn't, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> because I wasn't checking any boxes, I was getting frustrated. I felt like everyone around me was a nurse or a doctor or, you know, they had this set path and mine didn't feel as visible at the time. Um, so I just, I sat with my dad and he made me... Uh, <laughs> He gave me a steno pad and made me sit in a room. He like he didn't lock the door, but it felt like he, <laughs> he locked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was dead. Are you listening? Yeah, yeah no, probably. Um, and uh, he gave me a pen and he's like, "You need to just write everything down that's in your brain right now." Because um, I felt like it was also a pivotal age. Like I was about to graduate. Mm, I kind of pressure. Yeah. yeah, there's pressure. I just got on gotten out of a relationship, so kind of navigating who I was after the fact, um, kind of molding into what my life would be now without that person um, kind of thing. And then he made, the one thing he made me do that I always remember though, is he's like, you need to make a list of the things that you're passionate about. And it sounds stupid, like that should be an easy thing to, to do. But I was like, I came up with like three things and, and I felt kind of stupid because I was in the room for like an hour and like, <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, Can I have water? I know, yeah, this is prison. Yeah. Um, but the three things that I wrote down uh, were family, um, writing and youth, which like, and I kept that like, surprise you. Yes. A little bit. Um, the family part, kind of, because I didn't necessarily mean, although I love my family, I didn't necessarily mean the family that I have, but the traits that a family kind of brings um, to the table. And um, I think that connected to the youth piece now looking back, because I wanted to give youth the type of family traits that like I had been given mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I'm definitely privileged that way. Um, so... I just kept looking at my dad and I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do with this list. Like, there's no, I need like a job to apply to, yeah. not this, you know, list on a set of pad. But he's like, you can have a career in that. Like you, you don't understand like 
Um, he's like, take it from me. I'm 50 something, you know, sorry, dad. Um, but (laughs) you know, you can go your whole life and, um, make a career change and, because you didn't do what you were passionate about. Um, oh, that's such an important thing. It is. Like, so I'm like, like, wow, that was a really big gift yeah. he gave you. And oh, yeah. and I think that's a good lesson for a lot of parents. Yeah. I think we envision, we want the best for our kids, mm-hmm. but we don't, you know, know. And, and that's kind of, that, that's a, like, yeah, that's he, yeah. I think. Yeah, I raised a millennial. And I think that <laughs> you guys were raised, uh, you are going to go to high school, you are going to make the honor roll, mm-hmm. you will go to a four-year college, yep. and then you will have a successful job. Yes. And that was the expectation put on all of you. Mm-hmm. There was no other option, you know? Right. And a lot of them started college and then were like, I don't know if this is what I really want to do. This is what I was told maybe I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I changed my mind. And what a shame to think in your 20s that you can't change your mind. Yes. Yeah. That young, it's you a know? lot of a lot of, of pressure, for mm-hmm. sure. And I, I don't think it's any shock that you look at statistics that how many kids are you know, suffering from anxiety or yes. depression or... Yeah, you guys have like been that. overloaded with information. See, we we didn't have that, which, right. again, I said it was... A, but it's also, like, mm-hmm. we we had to actually go look things up at the library <laughs> in this like thing. Yeah. 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 If, yeah. I would never yeah. stay like, away if, from like the library. If, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so different than you guys. Cars now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was stealing vehicles and doing other things. We're kidding, we can't. We can't, kid. But, yeah, so I think having to... Put that, you know, directionally into your life is is a lot. And I, I said that because I coached your age group and mm-hmm. I watched it happen. And I'm like, you have, okay, bonus, you have all the information. that If you have a question, you can, it, but it is so overwhelming. Like, it's a lot for you guys to process when your brain's still growing. Mm-hmm. Like, and to know that you have, you know, your dad, the family, like, that, yeah. that's huge. Well, I think yeah. that's that was really a, a tremendous thing your father said to you at the age that you were when you were about to graduate college when he was probably invested in your education. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that you long. can change direction. Oh, yeah. He gave you permission to change direction. Right. It's a wonderful thing. And I think and some I people that. are still <laughs> searching for that, too. Yes. You know right. what I mean? Like, the permission yes. to, to pivot or, you know. Definitely. Yeah. So did you see then how that could turn into some kind of career for you? Or was that like... Yeah, no, it was like, because I'm type A, then I was like, all right, now I'm going to make a list for every <laughs> little thing that I need to do to get there. Because I am very goal-driven. And I think even though I was going through a bit of a hard time at the time, I was like, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel because it was like, okay, I know that I'm going to go do something with that and I'm going to be really good at it. And like having that kind of Letting myself be not cocky about it, but just no, confident. confident. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Own right. the things that you're passionate about and your talents. Right. And so, yeah, I guess from there, I worked at a couple. I went and applied at all these little nonprofits that were in Virginia, where I was currently going to school. Did a lot of different internships um, while I during my remaining uh, time there. And when I graduated, I had a job within a week of graduating, which I was like very proud of. Um, and it was at a homeless outreach organization. Um, so ever since then, I've been definitely um, involved in nonprofit, and I'm proud of the choice that I made. I don't regret it at all. And in fact, I feel like I've had many conversations, more particularly with my girlfriends, I think, but just about like them not maybe necessarily being as happy about where they are now and kind of because you're forced to make those decisions. Sure. So early yeah. On. yeah. Yes. And just knowing that like you can do what you want to do. You can. I know like People say, like, you either work because you want to do the things that you love or you do the thing that you love as work. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm, I'm so torn on how I feel about that because it's like I do what I love for work constantly. It's always in my brain. I'm always, you know, even if I'm not at work, I'm working, sitting on my phone and researching things. 
Um, but then you have people that it's like, I want to make a lot of money so that I can do all these amazing things. Mm-hmm. I don't think either way is wrong. I just think that I've found my way through the one way. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And so. I love that you're spreading that on to your girlfriends. Yeah. Like, hey, it's, you know, it's okay. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you truly are doing something, you're not, that right. doesn't light your soul on fire. You know, there's sucks your yeah. soul. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. Mm-hmm. Even in the not, I mean, I think, you know, you, you hear not it, that, you know, it's, it's hard if you're overwhelmed. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you seem to really have found your niche and understand the importance of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're getting paid for it. And, and as you, you know, you should. Um, but let's talk a little bit about what you do now with and who you work for. So it's mm-hmm. yeah. the ASAP. Yeah. Which, so ASAP stands for After School Activities Partnerships. Uh, we essentially put after school programs in schools, libraries, rec centers uh, across the city of Philadelphia. Um, and it's basically just to give kids an outlet where they can make new friends. Um, but also it's not just babysitting in the sense that we want them to have enrichment activities um, that can give them maybe opportunities to go to college or get a, you know, find a trade that they're really good at and work after school or things like that. Um but I think the most important thing that spoke to me is just having the space to do that. Right. Um, and that's what I, my job is twofold. It's like you have the fundraising and grant writing part where it's like we're, we need money to fund these programs. But then it's the communication side where it's I'm trying to share the mission in any way that I can. Um, do you get to work with the kids? Yes. So I probably don't get to see them as much as I did when I first started working there um, just because of, you know, competing issues at work (laughs) but um or time things are pulling in different directions but um at least once a week I get to see them which is great and um that for me was really important when I applied for the job I was like I don't want to be completely removed from um because when I worked at the homeless outreach place you know I had my administrative job during the day but then at a certain point at night we had served meals and I was hands on the ground there so I still felt like I was very connected to the mission and I think that is important in any nonprofit or company is, you know, making sure that you still see why mm. you're doing what Absolutely. you're doing. Very much you so. don't lose sight. Yeah. Seeing some of your pictures, though, <laughs> just the, the way that, you know, people are taking the pictures, like, it looks like it's captured of you. Yeah. And just the glow on your face, the yeah. happiness, the everything, having you surrounded by those kids, like, yeah, it speaks yeah. It speaks a lot. But that's, yeah. and that's how I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And yeah. like, you know, I know, I know all of you guys are church people here. So <laughs> I, I feel like I could probably say it, but um, you go through different parts in your faith where you like kind of question things. It's not always mm-hmm. like, an oh, easy, absolutely. you know, yep. go of, I a hundred percent believe this. And I think my senior year of college being that pivotal moment, I went through a lot of like questioning and just being like, you know, why isn't this happening the way that I wanted it to? And um, I think, like, as I've, you know, gotten older, it's I'm seeing why certain things happened the way that they did to kind of put me here. Yeah. Um, and even just having those little moments as as a kid, even being a community organizer and being like, oh, OK, I guess that makes sense why I was like so bossy as a child. <laughs> or like or yeah. making my brother play school like when he did are you not want to. Born? I am. Yes. The shortest though. I could have done <laughs> Really? I thought you definitely are. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. Hey, actually, it's a lot of leadership skills. You know? A lot of paved, waving 
you know? Yeah. And you're old enough now to have reflection. I think that Mm -hmm. that's interesting, right? So you're at that age now where you have enough life experience where you can actually have reflection and look back and see maybe where God kind of like stepped in or guided your steps a little bit Mm -hmm. um, and see your growth. Yeah. And so imagine yourself 10 years from now. Yeah. You know? It's crazy to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh gosh, I wonder if you guys are going to ask me. That <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is de- they're definitely going to ask. No, um, it's weird because right now I I love the organization that I work for, and a lot of people have asked me how long they'll think I'll be there because actually the average amount of time someone spends at my job usually, which is like the grant writing and stuff in nonprofit, is about three years. Um, and it's funny. Is that burnout? Is that a burnout rate? It's burnout rate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. Um, my boss actually, like every um, review that I've had where I've gone in, probably the first couple, he would be like, you know, so what are you doing to to prevent burnout in your life? And I mean, he's he's amazing. Um, and I, I just always am like, well, I want to be doing this. Like, you know, I but I leave at a certain time every day so I can go to the gym and work out and get all my, as my dad says, like the bad boys out and um, <laughs> get the endorphins going and yes. like do things for me that kind yeah, of setting your boundaries right yeah. exactly and I think that's important too I think a lot of times we feel, we fall into that we're supposed to be here till a certain you know mm-hmm. no you like set your boundaries yeah. you know that what you bring to the company and you know that you're getting your work done and, right. and I think that's also I think with a nonprofit, possibly I don't know I'm not in that world really but when you're when what you do feels like service to someone mm-hmm. So then it's a hard time setting boundaries. I've had that in the salon a lot where yeah. I just, my clients loved me. They loved their time with me. Yeah. I knew they had special events coming up, but I couldn't fit you in, you know? And right. I would stay late, come in early, double book myself because right. it felt like a service to people yep. saying no. So I'm assuming there'd yeah. be some of that. You very, know? very similar in that you just do, 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 give, 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 which sounds, and I'm not trying to be a martyr about it, no, but no, it's, no, yeah. it's just no. kind of like, yeah. that's what you do. And then you because it's in the name of the children. It's for the children. Right, like mm-hmm. hashtag for the kids. Yeah, like, that's, 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 and that's what keeps you going. But then you're like, at the same time, I can't be as good at my job by a long shot if mm-hmm. I kind of forego all the other stuff. And so, Absolutely. like you, like Amy said, like I know my worth there. Um, I do as much as I can humanly possible, but there is a line that I do draw mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of. The time that I stay to, to at night sometimes or um, making sure that I make the space for me to kind of um, just relax. Yes. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's not always the gym. And I found yoga. That you yeah. Enjoy that you love what you're doing now. I think um, me looking back, I personally always was kind of like, what's next? What am I doing next? What's my next accomplishment? Right. What's my next achievement? You know? Mm-hmm. You love what you're doing. It's serving a beautiful purpose in your life right now. It's giving you a great income. It's giving you experience that who knows what you're going to bring to your next venture. Right. Right? So don't even stress about it. Just enjoy that this is now. And I feel like, to answer your question about the future, it's like, I love what I do now, but I feel like the work isn't finished yet. So it's really hard for me to kind of, like, envision what is necessarily next. I know there will be something next. Um, But right now it's like, I know that there is still things that have to be done there yeah. and I want to watch them grow. So like, I don't want to leave them while they're growing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, That's yeah. Wonderful. Um, so important though, you guys are doing your fun, your annual fundraiser, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you want to just talk a little bit about that, I yeah. will put all the information in the show notes. So there'll be a link to donate. Okay. Um, but go ahead and just tell yeah. everyone. 
So we do an annual fundraiser, um, and this year we're changing things up a little bit. We're going to do a game night, um, since there's so many like enrichment components in our after-school activities. Uh, it's going to be on April 2nd from 6 to 9. Um, it's called Queen and Rook Cafe. And really, it's just a huge fundraiser to support um, all of our after-school activities across the board, um, but also some of our kids that are traveling to these special events that they've qualified for through our after-school programs. It'll also help them get to some of those trips that they can't afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll actually have at the like bus rentals because people don't yeah. think about you know oh right. yeah oh cool you qualify you know yeah. good for you but who's paying for them to get there who's helping you know paying for them if they oh, yeah. have to stay overnight you know all that right. stuff that you know everyone wants to fund like it's funny as a a grant writer you know you apply to all these companies and these foundations and so many of their stipulations are you know. We're only funding programs, but then they like forget like, well, people run programs, you know, like human beings like come up with the ways in which we, you know, engage the kids and you forget about all these extra things um, that kind of go into that, like transportation, like lodging, like food, um, healthy food, not just, you know, pizza and pretzels, which we all love, but right. um, No, for sure. So, yeah. So I guess the link will be in there. Yeah, that'll um, be, yeah. Yeah, that'll be April 2nd. Awesome. Yeah, that is so sweet of you. (laughs) What What do you think is like the biggest? I'm sure you've learned a lot from these kids, but what do you think overall these kids teach you? Like, yeah, I think there's two big takeaways for me from the kids. I think the first one is it doesn't matter where your zip code is. I think you can um, succeed. I think I've seen kids that come, you know, from broken homes and from poverty, and they're still excelling greatly. that's not to say that they don't have barriers that other kids, you know, don't have. Um, but there is kind of a fire in all of them. And, like, we just have to light it. Like, and so that's how I kind of envision, like, what our programs do for them. It's like, yeah, they're great kids on their own. And they do great, you know, they're wonderful. Their parents love them, whatever. But giving them that extra space to kind of light on fire and be their, you know, mm-hmm. all that they are. Um, they have that potential. And then the second thing is that, um, and this one's really cheesy, (laughs) but it's that every, like, kid counts. Um, And the reason why I think that's important, I watched a documentary years ago. It's called Half the Sun, I think. It was on Netflix, and they, because everything's on Netflix, but they they went to the red light district in India. Um, Mm -hmm. They took, like, journalists and um, celebrities there to kind of, just, like, it was all raw footage of, you know, these women's experience and kind of their day-to-day lives. And they interviewed one of the survivors that they were able to kind of like um, bring out of this situation. And um, the one celebrity that was helping uh, was like, you know, I, uh, I really am glad that we did this, but I just don't know if like it really, not that it didn't matter, but just like it's only one person out of millions that are still going to suffer and still going to go through something. And the girl I thought was really powerful um, responded back saying, um, she's like, yeah, but I was that one person. And like, you know, it's just, you don't think like there's a human element to that one person. It's not just a number. Right. Um, that could have been you or me or whoever. Um, so that's kind of the mentality that I go about. My job is that like, yeah, it really sucks sometimes that like not all the kids end up, you know, where you want them to be and where you envisioned them. Not everything's perfect. Um, but the ones that do like, 
wow, like, look at them now. And it mattered in their lives. Yeah. And that's the ripple effect of that. Correct. How many people will they touch? How right. different of a parent mm-hmm. will they be? How different of a spouse will they be? Are right. they breaking the cycle? Are yeah. they breaking, right. you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. seeing what they see is different than right. what we see in a lot of days. So now, are right. any yeah. of these kids from foster communities? Mm-hmm. Or, so they're yeah, survive, they're from right? pretty much, I think, uh, like, 80% of our kids are, that might be high, at least 80 are percent are from DHS, so like okay. in the welfare system. Yeah. So they're either dealing with foster families, you know, a grandparent is their parent, acting guardian. Um, so yeah, a lot of their their home lives are not the greatest. But um, our program is funded through DHS a little bit. We we get funding from them in order to uh, prevent re-entry into the system once they get out. Yeah. So these activities are are shown statistically and by research that. Um, having those those skill sets and that space with coaches and teachers that are kind of leading the way for them um, actually really help, you know, combat the trends, the bad trends. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I wish I knew of something at, you know, my age. Right. There was something out there for, like this for me. Right. No, That's for awesome. sure. No, I love it. So, yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing about it. <laughs> I feel like I just like word vomited. Yeah. No, <laughs> sorry, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. 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 Like my yeah. heart just yeah. Yeah. We're all like, yeah. 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 Um, all right, cool. All right, Tara, you're up uh, next with our do our good, do good yes. segment. Yeah, so this is I, a good one. Is, yeah, I actually yeah. know this family. Um, I actually raised my daughter right around the corner from where this family lives in Delaware County, and um, my daughter Alicia went to school with um, one of the older older girls, but this is a story about Colin Jones. Uh, the 76ers honored Colin Jones after seeing Interborough High School basketball manager um, make a shot of a lifetime. So, uh, again, in Delaware County, a teenager, uh, his teamwork, or his teammates, I guess, had caught him in, you know, loving basketball, all that, and the Philadelphia 76ers had, you know, brought him to go make a shot and he actually made the shot. Now, people that don't know, Colin has special needs, and but this is the beauty of it all. Like his parents put him in everything. They shine on him. They, you know, put him in sports. They surround him with such love of friends and the community and the school. And for the 76ers, like, you know, they go to the games here and there, but for them to allow him to go out on the court. And then to see that he made that shot, like, that just lit his yeah. soul on fire. Yeah, and to share that. And I follow them. I'm actually friends with them on Facebook. And I just want to say kudos to the family because, you know, when it's hard sometimes when you have, you know, a, a family member or whoever child that has, you know, special needs, but you don't treat them like that. Like, right. Give them so much love. Put right. them out there. And that's what these this family does. Mm-hmm. Like, his family, his mom and dad are... Just amazing people, so kudos to them. And this little boy, like, he has touched so many people. And to see it, like, you know, tenfold of the 76ers mm-hmm. loving on him and write this story, and he's he can make a shot, this kid. That's awesome. He can really <laughs> yeah. make a shot. So I just wanted to shed some That's love awesome. on them. That's a great story. And it's local. That's pretty cool. It is. It's yeah. local yeah. to us, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's uh, go around and say what we're grateful for or how we're loving on ourselves. Um, I'm grateful for Inspire Purpose Coaching. I don't oh. think I've said that yet, but I really am. I feel like 
my Penelope Jones coaching business, I'm working with women with nutrition and wellness and all of that. But what we get to do here yeah, we're lucky. is more deeper, you know, yeah. um, and it, it fills me up having people like Tori sitting next to me on my couch here right now <laughs> in my home. It just, you know, what this has done for me is just incredible. So I'm just grateful for us. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Get me emotional on yeah. that one. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, I, well, I'm definitely grateful to be here with you guys. It's, it's when Amy was like, oh, we're interested in having you on the podcast. I was like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do you want me to write something? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I am really grateful for the opportunity to um, share my story. I'm more of a, a writer in terms of my communication, so it's, it was kind of cool to be able to like speak about it. Um, yeah. Tori wrote my keynote. By the way, BTW. Yeah. Yeah, so. oh, the speech yeah, I gave at the sorority, nice. I shortened it. Nice. Yeah, that was that was Tori. Yeah. So shout outs yeah. there. Yeah. I'm grateful for Amy because yeah. I don't know where I'd be without meeting you. Oh, so. Yes. Yay. All right. So this past week, honestly, has been a really good week for me. And I feel like I could just spread the love onto so much and so many people. I will have to offspring a little bit because it was what I was going to talk about, just this space here. And I know I have touched on it before, but the the feeling of, you know, having somebody new and engaging with us and sharing the stories and, you know, Penelope had said it, like, it just sets your soul on fire yeah. for the day. Mm-hmm. And did, yeah. to know that, you know, there's so many incredible women out in the world here, I am just grateful and honored to learn so much from everybody that we have here with us like Michelle I learned so much from you like I just feel like this beautiful connection of like what you're doing with these children and you know I don't know it's just life is good and without Amy and Penelope in my life and learning so much that they pour out on me like I'm sitting here building a business for myself but it really would not happen without the love of you two and the support like you guys truly build me up and you help me with so much and I don't I personally would not be where I am today without you two. You know, Let's like, just share the love. Thing. I know. So much positiveness. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so jazzed. Usually I'm like, well, I'm on a new oral routine. Yeah. <laughs> and potential probiotics. Yeah. And, no, I switched it up. Maybe because we're getting so deep into all of this. Yeah. Like it's just, and it's, it's watching it. Is amazing. And, yeah. and it's like. As self-fulfilling as it is, it's a pretty, like, I love to sit back. I just, like, ha Like, that's how, if you could have seen what I just did. But it's like, you know, like, it, watching people shine and seeing, like, how many people were touching and, like, showing that at the end of the day, why we started this was we're raising people up. And yeah. look at the beauty. And it, it does. Yeah. It fills you up. And it, it is it is pretty cool to be. We're learning about ourselves in so many yeah. ways, especially, you know, three different women coming together and doing this. But I feel like we're learning so much about well, just people to see in the, world. the strong women that come and sit here with yeah. us, owning their strengths. Like when you said not to sound cocky or anything, there's no such no. thing. No. Yeah. There's no such thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're sitting here and saying, I'm good at this, I'm passionate about this, like, I love seeing women come into my home and literally own completely who they are yeah and it took me so many years it gives every other woman permission to do this yes yes absolutely everything you say everything anybody says you're talking about pivoting changing direction owning your strengths all of those things every time one woman does that it gives other women permission to do it yeah for sure Amen. amen Mm -hmm. so I do want to give I am very grateful for um my PT my physical therapist so 
I started, he started treating a couple of the athletes. He started treating Mike and then another athlete at the gym. And I kind of watched them move a little bit. I've been dealing with some nerve pain in my leg. Um, I, you know, as an athlete tend to just push through things probably from playing years of soccer. And honestly, I'm going to be honest. I did not have good experiences with doctors because at the time, again, it was, why do you need to play soccer? You know, and I was always blown off. Um, so that, you know, I, I do have some, some of that stuff I still deal with. So, and, you know, I have gone to some really good PTs over the years for, you know, my shoulder and the difference this time. And I think it's, eye-opening for me because I feel like it's the same thing Mike and I do is Dr. Jeremy Boyd, who owns Trifecta Therapeutics, and he's actually the PT for Rowan University, um, cares about his patients. And it comes through in so many ways. He's always learning. Um, and a lot of PTs are, you know, but he's always finding the next and, and he's never satisfied with like, all right, this is what we're going to do. No, we're going to try this. Let's see if this works. And he appreciates the fact that I, I'm an athlete. And he doesn't tell me not to do, or he's like, no, we're going to get you back and we're going to get you back and we're going to get you stronger. And I see him do that with every patient that comes in. Like I would send anybody there. Um, and, and it's, I'm virtually pain-free and, and really didn't think I was going to be honestly, like it was just, you know, it would keep me up at night. It was, I would train through it. You know, I did take a lot of ibuprofen, but, <laughs> and I'm so glad I went to him five weeks, six weeks ago. Um, I've been pain-free all week. Um, I'm heading into competition, so it. So exciting! Yeah, so it like yeah, it's it it is important that you when you, um, care about the people that you're treating and you're serving and you're, it does show and it and it it is important you know and I think, that his knowledge is there obviously, but that's what's going to set him apart from any other. Absolutely. Yeah, and the people he surrounds himself have the same values. His values are are very high, so. I'm happy to see you have added someone to your support team because yes. what you expect of your body mentally and physically, yep. you can't just go that alone. You need support no. in different areas. Right. You know, so he's just another support for you right. to keep going. And mend the doctor patient. Yes. Because yeah, that translates to all of my medical. Like, I do not love going to the doctor for yeah. the simple fact of how I was treated as an athlete. Now, I've, you know, I find found a good guy know that she loves that I weight lift cuz like they have I've had doctors look at me and be like, "You should probably lose about 10 pounds." I'm like, "Do you have a muscle mass tester here?" Yeah, yeah you know, and, yeah, and, and know. while I appreciate it, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's fine. It's just that like that keeps me away and then if there is some, you know, like it's mm-hmm. just but it, it's starting to heal that relationship for me too cuz I trust him. Yes. That's I so have beautiful. never trusted a medical professional before where I am fully 100 whatever he's yep okay let's go oh, that's yeah because so, it's reciprocated back too yeah. so yes yeah, give him a shout out what you're doing so right exactly exactly yeah because you're good at it yes yeah. I am very good at it yes yeah, thank you guys so much for yeah. sharing Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at Inspired Purpose Coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at Inspired Purpose Coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose Podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review, and any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we appreciate it. Let's Let's rise rise together. together.